Welcome to your Best Foot Forward podcast. I'm your host, Claire Edwards, and I built this podcast for the young 20-something multitaskers. In the middle of trying to balance work, school, relationships, and somehow our own personal health, it is easy to get overwhelmed and lose our way sometimes. To inspire you to find your way to the best version of yourself, on this pod, you will hear my conversations with people that are putting their best foot forward in certain aspects of their life, whether that is physically, mentally, in relationships with others, during tough times, new experiences, and more. Since different things work for different people, these conversations aren't telling you what you should be doing, as you have enough people in this world telling you that. But instead, I hope these guests feel relatable and inspire you to explore new ways to put your best foot forward in your life. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to my episode with my first guest. I'm so excited to finally share it with you. Today, you'll hear my conversation with one of my friends from high school, Sue Bush, who now at only 23 is a successful online fitness coach and entrepreneur. In our conversation, Sue takes us through her journey to loving her body, which she describes as starting from a place of hate and continuing from a place of love. I think a lot of you will be able to relate to Sue when she talks about her feelings early in her journey in high school and college of where there were years of her constantly being unhappy with how she looked. But what I find so inspirational from her are the physical and mental steps she took towards being her best self. She's just such an inspiration and is truly putting her best foot forward in her journey to loving the body she is in. Make sure to check out Sue on Instagram at Sue Gaines. She has some really great content on there that I think you'll love. We recorded this this past month in January and I'm so excited to share it with you all. Enjoy. But seriously, like, thank you so much for doing this. I'm, like, so excited to get to talk to you. I knew, like, when I wanted to do this, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, Sue is the perfect person. Just, like, her positivity and her energy. I was like, I have to talk to Sue. Perfect. Yay. Yeah, so let's kind of, like, definitely jump into it. Um, So I want to kind of tell people how we know each other so they can have some background. So Sue and I are friends from high school, you know, way back in the cheer days. (laughs) I was always telling Sue that I need to, like, post a picture of us at the cheer days on Instagram, and I was like, hmm, on second thought, maybe not. not. (laughs) (laughs) Those are some some fun times back in the day. (laughs) Oh, yes. But um, I've been following Sue on Instagram for, I feel like, pretty much since you started your fitness Instagram, or, like, when you started posting about it, and... And I just have, again, loved your positivity and energy and what you've brought to the world and everything. So thank you. That means a lot. Um, So before we kind of like jump into everything, can you introduce yourself, who you are, your kind of current life stage, um, what your business is? Yeah, so my name is Sue Bush, so weird to say, just got married, so last name still a little foreign to me, but 
I am, like Claire said, we met in high school and we were cheering together and we're friends through high school. I went to University of Kentucky and I actually majored in broadcast journalism, but I didn't have a passion for it anymore. And so I started to get more and more into fitness. And so currently my job is an online personal trainer. So I do everything from home all online. My life stage right now is just newly married and running my own business. It's very interesting being an entrepreneur. My parents are both have worked from home and have been their own bosses and my sisters as well. So it's cool seeing the side of it that I saw from the outside and now seeing it from the inside and being like, this is awesome, but it's also really hard to run your own business. And um, I'm just trying to figure out, Claire and I were talking earlier, just figuring out being married, figuring out my business, figuring out what I want to do with my life um, while just changing people's lives, which is something that I never thought I would be able to do. Growing up, I felt very, very lost and very confused and very just, I mean, high school, middle school girl. And it's crazy now that the person that I felt and I felt so helpless, I'm now able able to help women that are in that same spot where they just feel very lost, very helpless. And it's really cool to be that person that people turn to and to be looked at as that person as well. I do love my body now, but it's an everyday thing that I have to put effort into to make sure that I'm respecting it and loving it. But it didn't always be, it wasn't always that way at all. I actually, I often say that this whole journey started from a place of hate and continues from a place of love because growing up, I was made fun of a decent chunk and I felt very insecure about my looks. Um, I had to have jaw surgery. I had acne as most adolescent children do. Um, I didn't feel comfortable with who I was that also added into it. And I was still trying to figure out who I wanted to be. Um, so that whole mixture was a mixture for a very insecure, um, and just lost girl. And so even in middle school, um, I was made fun of by even like my guy friends that were close to me and they would call me names and say things about my appearance or my looks. And then all of my friends all growing up, which I'm sure many people can relate to this, that I always felt like the odd friend out. Like there was the group of friends and I was a part of the friends and I was associated with the friends, but I was like, Oh, and then there's Sue. And I always felt like my friends were prettier than me, which that could just be my own my own thoughts, but they're also all smaller than me. And so I felt very insecure in that realm as well. And so that led to going into high school, me trying to be who I thought others wanted me to be. Um, and I think I was still myself and I think Claire can vouch for that. I still was very goofy, still laughed a lot, still had my own like to life. Like I was still Sue, but I was still very confused as to who Sue was mm -hmm. um, to the point where I have naturally curly hair. One time a guy told me it looked better straight. And so I woke up at 5 a.m. before school every day to do my hair. Or one guy told me I looked better with makeup on. So I would do my makeup before school every day, which I can't even imagine the effort that I put in in high school for no return. <laughs> but I just felt very lost and very insecure in my body. And I also lifeguarded um, all through high school and even some into college. And every summer I was like, this is going to be the summer I look good in a swimsuit. Because I did swim team and I lifeguarded and I did sports all through high school and I just felt so bad in my body. And so even wearing a one piece all summer, I was just like, Ugh, 
I don't want this to happen again. I feel so awful in this. And so I kept every summer. I was like, next year I'm going to come back and you guys just wait. I'm going to look good in this one too. And that continued and didn't happen. And I then went on to college and I was like, man, now I can find myself and I can create who I want to be. And I can be someone without someone knowing who I am. And I went to college and I got a little bit more lost than I originally was because I had this freedom that I had never had before, and I had some attention that I had never had before either. And so I kind of got lost into normal college stuff a little bit too much. Um, and then at one point, I realized, like, no one drinks this much because they love themselves. Like, this is getting sad, and I don't want to be the person who wakes up in 10 years, like, hankering for a drink. Like, I don't want to be that person. And so I, like, stopped cold turkey at that point, and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm doing something for myself. Mm-hmm. And so through freshman year, I kind of worked out. I had a friend in my dorm that I worked out with, but I still wasn't seeing results, and I was very much so caught up in the crash dieting, where if I was was invited to a formal I was busting my butt for a month to look good at formal Mm -hmm. or if we had a date party I was busting my butt for a few weeks to look good at that date party or if summer was coming up whatever it was I found like the military diet which is ridiculous and atrocious like three times trying to lose it is like a three-day diet that boasts of you losing like 10 pounds in three days, which is just atrocious, and it like promotes bad eating habits, and it's literally like you also have to eat like tuna and grapefruit, and I like hate tuna and grapefruit, but I was like suffering because I'm like, I don't look good in a bikini like most girls do, but I had gotten just caught up in doing that and just getting in the cycle of losing enough weight or looking good enough to look good for a weekend and then just going back to my old tendencies. And then that sophomore year when I was like, I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not doing this. I'm not getting stuck in this. Like I'm tired of living, living day after day and calling it a life. Like I'm not living. I'm just stuck in this and I'm never going to be happy. And it's going to be 10 years down the road. and I'm going to be doing the same shiz. Like this is not going to be good for me. And so at that point, I kind of just like, took a hold of my life. I was just like, I'm done living this way because this isn't living. And so stopped drinking. And I found a friend who worked out and she also taught me a lot about just the gym and nutrition because all I read is stuff from Pinterest, which also is a load of bad information. Um, and we just started, I started hanging out with her solely. Basically I had, I lost a bunch of my friends party with because I no longer was partying and they weren't real friends. Um, and so I started to just go to the gym with her. I would go to class and go to gym like every other time that I was like, I'm changing my life. But for this time it like stuck because I was so tired of restarting. I was so tired of feeling the way I felt and I was so tired of feeling so mediocre. So then I started to just love everything that I was doing. Every time I'd done it before, it came from such a place of hate, like I said. So it was just like, I hate myself. I hate myself. I want to look better. But at this point, I was like, man, I love what I'm doing. I love the foods that I'm eating. I love how I feel. I have energy. Like, I'm not eating pizza for every meal. Like, I feel good. I'm actually eating meals of substance. Um, And I also felt like there was a huge gap in education between, like, nutrition is not taught in American schools like at all. And so you grow up being told like, okay, like eat around 2000 calories, but you're never told like 
how much food you're supposed to eat for you, how to read nutrition labels, how each food affects you. Like you're never taught that. And so I started learning more and more about food and I even started to take, um, I graduated in three years, but somehow I had finished all of my classes I needed for my major, but I just needed hours. So I started taking as many like nutrition classes, dietetics classes as I could to learn more about food. And I started diving into more about macros and just learning how to use food to my advantage and how to have food work for me instead of always working for my food. And so I just dove into that. And I mean, I am one person who goes to the extreme. So, so many get that one extreme. I was just like other extreme. Let's do it. Can you um, kind of explain what macros are? Because I think that's a reoccurring term we hear now, but I don't think necessarily everyone knows what it means. Yeah, so macros is just your food. So you're, you have macronutrients and micronutrients. Micronutrients are going to be your vitamins and mit- minerals um, and all of that, but macronutrients are going to make up most of your calories. So this is going to be on any nutrition label. You'll see fats, carbohydrates, and protein. And so that's just macros is short for macronutrients, and those are the three big nutrients that go into any of your food items. So um on my Instagram, I talk more about like specific mac- macro eat to go more in depth about how each macro uh, affects the body or how it's digested um, and how you can use them so that you can eat foods that you love, like ice cream. Everyone wants to eat ice cream, but still like make your progress forward, which was the most appealing thing about macros to me was because I felt like, Oh, if I want to be healthy, I just have to eat like vegetables all the time. And I don't like vegetables. Now I found some that I do like, but at the time I just thought eating healthy was gross. And I thought people who did it were liars. And I, so then this thing called macros or if it fits your macros came up and I was just like, man, I can eat the foods I want by still making results. This is awesome. So I went really far into it and was like eating cereal three times a day with ice cream because I could. Um, Now I take a whole nutrient approach because I found foods that I like, found how to cook them, and still are able to satisfy my never-ending sweet tooth, but able to still fuel my body and respect my body in that way instead of just feeding it junk because I can or whatever the the reasoning may be in my head. (laughs) No, that's good. Thank you. Like, I I definitely didn't necessarily understand it at all because I, like you said, like education wise, it is not really been taught in schools in certain ways and what actually to be eating, not just, Hey, make sure you're just having 2000 calories. Yeah. And it's very confusing. And that's why I literally love what I do so much as an online coach, because I'm able to take these preconceived notions or these stupid myths, basically, that everyone's taught throughout their whole life and be like, hey, you can eat food and you can eat different kinds of food and you don't have to be stuck in this oh, I eat whatever I want, and then, like, a dieting mentality, because I, I lived that, and it was awful, because I always felt bouncing between, like, balls to the wall and restricting myself, and I developed any kind of eating disorder or problem with that, but it definitely was something to keep in mind, was just, like, 
hey, are you even thinking about food healthily? Because you are literally going from eat everything to, oh, I need to eat a lot less because I need to lose weight. When it's you can get to this point where you just kind of maintain your weight and still live your life because you've learned about food. And that's the biggest thing is capping macros. I mean, I use a food scale and I track my food and my fitness pal, but it's not something you have to do for forever. A lot of my clients, I teach them how to do it. We go through it and we figure out what that feels like and we learn about food and then they get to a spot where they don't have to track anymore. They've just learned about food that they can live their life now that this huge gap in the education system is now plugged and they're able to do the thing that they should have learned how to do in middle school and high school instead of being a breeding ground for eating disorders and being unhappy with your body. But that should have been taught in middle school and high school. But now they're finally getting that gap filled like in college or after college or when they're 30 or 40 years old. And it's really, really great that I can be a part of it and be like, Hey, we can do this and we can teach you. We can fill that hole and we can make you be more confident in your food choices instead of bouncing between this like uncertainty all the time. Yeah. And make it a lifestyle, not just a diet. Yeah. And not just like feeling like you always have to die. Cause that's an exhausting feeling oh to be like, Ugh, I can't even imagine it at this point now. Cause it's like, I don't have to live that life anymore and it's freeing. Absolutely. So your freshman year, you did the dieting, the crazy dieting, the not consistent eating fitness Got lifestyle. It. Sophomore year, you find the gym and you fall in love with it. You or get more educated about food and healthy eating and macros and everything. So when did you actually end up starting your Instagram? So I believe it was in February of 2016, if I'm recalling correctly. But I remember I'd been going to the gym since before, probably a few months before the new year. In 2015, I was still going to the gym with my friend Gabby, and we were going, and I still didn't know everything. I don't want it to make it sound like I learned absolutely everything, and then I applied it. Like, it's very much a learning curve, and I'd much rather people, like, get in the gym and make mistakes and, like, learn from them instead of trying to learn everything before they take that step forward. I think that's with everything in life. Like, go after it, learn from it, and don't feel like you need to know everything before you do one thing, mm -hmm. um, because putting it out there is better than perfection. Mm -hmm. um, so I was learning all through all of that. And then I was getting, I was on Instagram and I was following fitness accounts. And I remember just being like, oh, I don't know if I want to post fitness stuff on my Instagram, my Instagram that I had since Instagram thing. I think my first picture was like a picture at Steak and Shake of like us drawing on the plates, like after a football game or something ridiculous. But that was my first Instagram. But then I was like, I don't want to post because people are going to make fun of me. And so I started my second Instagram, which is my main Instagram now, my fitness Instagram at Sue Gaines. Give me a follow. Sue Gaines with a Z. Um, yes, follow at Sue Gaines. I will make sure to put it in the footnotes so that you can go follow her. It's a must. Perfect. 
Perfect. Um, and so I started that because I wanted to share the things that I was learning. I felt that I was learning so much that I hadn't been taught before. And I was like, people should know this. Um, come to find out many Instagrams were sharing that information. But to me, it was brand new. And I was so revved up about it. I was like, I want to share. And I was so excited about my progress. I never had that kind of progress before that I was like, I want to share selfies of myself. I've never wanted to do that before. I've always tried to hide in my clothes or hide in pictures. And now I just want to be like the focus of these pictures. And so I started this second Instagram, like without telling anyone, basically, um, like a few people from the gym knew just because they knew Gabby and I, Gabby had a fitness Instagram. And then one day we were taking pictures because I still took pictures in the gym. I just didn't post them anywhere. I just like looked at them myself. Um, and one day she took a picture and she like showed me the picture and she was like, you have to start an Instagram. I guess like I looked really ripped in the picture or something, which I didn't. I wasn't ripped at that point, but the picture is very, and it kind of gave me the motivation to see that she believed in me and that I was starting to look the part as well that I was like, dang, okay. And so I started the Instagram and just started posting like meals, tips and tricks, um, just kind of like my thoughts. I, I like to write. And so, I mean, my degree was in broadcast journalism. And so I like to write. I like to put my thoughts out there. And I hadn't had that medium before because I felt like any other time I had thoughts or feelings, they were just stupid. And I was made to believe that all growing up, not by like my parents or anything, but just like by getting made fun of, you start to believe that you just aren't worthy of talking about things. And so I just hadn't said my true feelings about stuff or had really an outlet to talk about how I felt about things or how things affected me. So it was really special. And it was even more special that like other people from that I knew from high school and college weren't following me because it's not that I didn't want them to, but like I wanted it to not be a breeding ground to be made fun of more. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to feel comfortable posting with out being like, oh, person X is going to see it and they're going to make fun of me and think I'm being melodramatic or whatever it may be. And so it was really special to have that time frame before people started seeing it uh, that I was just able to like find who I wanted to be and find this voice that I had muted for so long. And so it was so to be able to do that and then to be able to start like meeting people through Instagram. I've met some of my close friends, someone from who was in my wedding was met from Instagram. Like some of my closest friends, even living in Louisville right now, I met through Instagram. I met my coach through Instagram, which I've had him for two and a half years. I didn't necessarily meet my husband through Instagram. It was more so mutual friends and Instagram. He would probably kill me if I said it was through Instagram, but, um, we had, I met those friends through Instagram and they were friends with him. And then we met in person and that's how we met. So it's just really cool. And that's how I've got all of my clients is through mm -hmm. Instagram. That's how I make a living. Instagram doesn't pay me, but I do find my clients through it and I'm able to have a voice and a platform um, through that. And so when I started, how I started my own, I kind of got off track there, but how I started my own business was when I got to my junior year, which was my last year of college, I was taking those nutrition classes and then I was taking an exercise class. And then I was also taking an ACE course to take the ACE certified personal trainer exam. And so through that, I was taking that. And then I graduated in May. And then between May and like 
November, October, September, October, um, I finished up studying for the exam because I wanted to get it right the first time. And then I took that exam and I passed it. And I then was like, now let's start a business from this. Um, and so after I graduated, I moved back in with my parents because my sister and I were both starting new businesses. We were extremely supportive of that. And so they were like, we want you to focus on your business. We know it's very hard to start a new business from a scarcity mindset. And so I want you to go about this the right way, especially when it comes to people's health. Like it's very easy to fall into that, to cross that line, to fall into that shadiness of like, Hey, I promise help you, but like, maybe you're not the kind of client I should be helping, or maybe like it's out of my realm to be helping you, or maybe I'm trying to sell you on something because I need to make rent, but like you probably shouldn't be taking it. So they're kind of like, we want you to be in a good place and to do this from a good place and to build your business from a place that's not from, um, of course money plays into it, but making sure you're going about it the right way. Mm-hmm. So I was able to learn a lot from Alex, my husband, um, and his business partner and best friend, Austin, and he was the best man at our wedding. And they were able to mentor me um, into how to start my own online business because they had been doing it for about a year and a half, two years at that point, and they had learned a lot, and I'm so beyond thankful that they helped me. Partnerships uh, are very expensive, or you just have to find the right person and thank it doubled as my husband in the end, so it worked out, and he still is my mentor in a lot of things, um, but being able to have them and learn through them to be able to present the best business model um, and be the best coach that I could be, um, and I also started training in person in Columbus when I lived there at the time um, to make sure that I was covering up any gaps within training, because online training is one beast, but I feel like you have the least do some in-person training to like learn like what your how to work with clients first of all and also like the bumps that come up along the way because someone can tell you as many things as you want but like as far as there's bumps that came up along the way that I was like oh I need to this in my online training um, to make sure that I'm providing this service for someone. Um, and I actually got my first ever online client in October, I believe, of 2017. Oh, wow. So to kind of make sure we have the timeline right, you started your Instagram in February 2016. And then about a year and a half later, you had your first online client. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's Yeah, it's wild built to think about, honestly. A, I mean, that's crazy. And, like, good for you. You'd built up your business and worked on it that much that a year and a half later you were getting online clients that were putting their trust in you and, you know, investing in themselves and as in you as their coach for that. Um, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. I was literally like shitting myself on the first few calls I had with clients because they had like inquired to work with me and like on the call, I've never had a client before. Do I tell them that? Do I tell them they're my first online client? And so I was trying to act like really professional and very like, yeah, I've done this before, which I had, I had done it in person before, but it's just like, I was very new and anyone who's new to a business, I mean, you do kind of get scared to be like, holy crap, this is the time that someone's trusting me with what I told them that they should trust me with. And actually my first ever client is still, and she's obviously 
biggest client I've had. And we actually just she, we just passed her 70 weeks working with me. Um, so it's really cool to see that one of my first clients, like still trusts me and believes me. Um, and not that you have to have a coach for that long, but just that she, she came from a place where she wanted to go through and learn about food. Like we really were building from the ground up. She didn't have much of a, um, foundation before. And she's just, we've become friends through it as well. And so it's been really special that she stayed with me that whole time. And she's also watched me evolve as a coach. And we kind of talk about that sometimes where she's just like, you were a good coach then, but like, you've definitely gotten better. You've gotten smarter. You've gotten just become your best self. Like every month you become a better version of the coach that I first signed up with. When you graduated from college and you decided, hey, I'm going to do this business that I want to do centered around fitness, I'm going to potentially do it online. Did you ever have any doubts of not doing the typical nine to five corporate job that people were doing right out of college? Big time. It was very scary. My parents even doubted it some day. They're very supportive people. Claire can attest to that. Mm-hmm. They are just lovely. They are lovely parents. <laughs> they are the best. Um, but for my sister, she's, as I mentioned, she's also an entrepreneur and she started her own cheesecake business from the ground. We have very opposing businesses, but it works out for us. Um, but my sister did do it a little bit, quote, better, more traditional that she had another job and then did it as her side hustle until she could go full time with it. And I was just like, I'm not having a job. I did waitress like nonstop, but I didn't have like a job or a career to fall back on. Like I didn't pursue something in my field where my college degree was in. And so my parents, of course, as parents um, were just like, what's your plan here? Like, what are you doing? And I knew I didn't want to do a nine to five, but I knew it was something that like would stunt my like who I am. And not that nine to fives are bad, but I don't think that they're for everyone because it was scary. I had a long trend of not living up to my word. (laughs) Like, not that I wasn't good for my word, but like, I'd be like, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. Or I just like would just like bail out because it either got too hard. That was the previous two things got hard. And I was just like, nah, I'm not going to do it. And the other thing would just be like, I didn't think that I could do it. And so I would talk myself out of it. So I kind of thrusted myself into the fire, put my feet up to the fire because I was like, I need this because so long of my life, I've let myself be less. I've let myself give into things being hard and I just allowed myself to be a lesser version of myself because things were hard or things well, you were can not do, good. You can do hard things too. I'll take the hard things. That is my saying because for so long, I literally was stuck in my excuses and I was stuck that like life was hard for for me. And it's like, yeah, life is hard for everyone, but you can do the things that you want to do. I love, I love the part that you said that just jumping into the business and not having anything else would also help you grow personally. And I, I very much believe that in terms of like, maybe if you had been doing a 40 a week job that your, you know, your health and your lifestyle would have possibly like gone back to the way it was before just because you were spending your time on something else yeah I think that I and everyone says this and it sounds so cliche but there's a reason 
Instagram says it is just that the the physical transformation that I've had that I think is pretty dang impressive and I'm impressed by myself and I try to tell myself I'm impressed because that's something else I struggle with is just being proud of myself or just not feeling like I'm not doing enough. But I so much mental growth so much like personal growth within who I am because I've had to face a lot of things that I was, it was very easy to shy away from by doing my life the other way. Mm -hmm. And it was very easy to not face these things head on and to not like grow mentally. Like, Hey Sue, you're the one who's been holding yourself back this whole time. It hasn't been because life is hard. It hasn't been because people thought you were ugly or not skinny enough or not smart enough. It was because you literally didn't do anything for yourself. You didn't, you didn't do it. It was all you. And not that everything's my fault, but it's just like taking responsibility for where you're at in life and realizing like you can change or you can stay the same. And it's completely your choice, how you handle each day, how you handle each situation. And I spent a lot of my life playing dumb and I spent a lot of my life blaming other people. And I spent a lot of my life letting myself be less when I knew I could be more. And it's very sad to look back on and be like, middle school and high school could have been different. Like, you didn't have to be that way. You didn't have to bow into that. And college didn't have to be the way it was either. I'm glad it was. Like, I don't ever want to go back and change that because I'm a big believer that that forms you into who you are. And there's nothing that I want more than to be the person that I am. And I think that's really cool because when you ask yourself, like, would I rather be anyone other than myself? Like, if you answer yes to that, then freaking change. Like, if you want to do something, like, go be someone. Like, it doesn't, for me, a girl in Dublin, Ohio, that thought she wouldn't make anything of herself, like, is now able, maybe I'm not big shot movie star, but I'm changing people's lives. I've changed hundreds of people's lives, and I've changed my own life, which is the most important one to change. And I've saved my life multiple times. I've saved myself from not living a life, and I've saved myself from my literal physical life. Like, I've saved myself, and then I'm saving other women. And so it's like... I didn't think that anything would happen of my life. And now it's like, the sky is the limit. Like someone was asking me the other day, like, what do you still want to do? And I'm like, the thing is I can do anything. Like Mm -hmm. I can do anything. And again, it sounds cliche, but there's a reason that people say these things that are cliches. And there's a reason that people are so passionate about them because you can change your life any day of your life and any second of your life. And you can accomplish what you want to accomplish. You're holding yourself back. Like any physical ailments, any mental ailments, like I I don't have everything going for me. And especially with my physique, people are just like, must be nice. And I'm like, it would be nice if my physique always looked this way, but it didn't. Like I transformed it because even though I've been told time and time again, I do not have the right genetics to have the physique that I do have. I fought tooth and nail for it. And now I have it. And people are shook it because they're just like, you don't have good genetics for your body structure. And it's like when it comes to bodybuilding, because I do do competitive bodybuilding competitions, like your genetics do play a huge role in it. And so it's like someone could take and be like, hey, you don't have good genetics and be like, well, then I won't try. 
Or you could say, I don't have genetics, but I'm going to fight harder than anyone who does until I look the way I need to. And it's the same with anything else in life. I mean, I struggle with mental illness and I could say, well, I struggle with mental illness. I guess I just won't do much with my life. Or I could say like, F that. Like, I struggle with it, but it doesn't mean it's going to determine how I live my life and why I live my life and the things that I accomplish in my life. And I think that's the important part is not making excuses for yourself or taking the things in your life that suck. Like, yeah, maybe they suck a lot, but that doesn't mean that you have to stay in the suck. Yes. What? <laughs> I love that. So obviously you've come extremely far in this journey and I've loved watching you go through it. This podcast is called Your Best Foot Forward. So what would you say out of everything you've gone through, what are you most proud of, of how you've put your best foot forward in your fitness journey and just how it's changed your life? I think I have put my best foot forward by just taking steps blindly every day. Like I blindly taking those steps forward basically because there's a lot that I wouldn't accomplish if I didn't take those steps. And a lot of those steps had a ton of uncertainty behind them. I mean, it's still a lot of in my life. And when you think about how a um, adults should be living their life. Should they be living without a company's health insurance or without life insurance or all these things? Not that I don't have those things. I just have to pay them out of pocket, but, um, you, there's a ton of uncertainty with my job. I all my clients tomorrow and I don't have something to fall back on, but it's like this un quivering trust in myself and what I can accomplish in life that has allowed me to continue to put my best foot forward, even if it scares the living daylight out of me. It still scares me to talk about some of the things I talk about on social media or on my Instagram or with my clients, or it scares me sometimes that people are putting such trust in me as their coach to lead them the way they need to. But it's like, I have to show up as the person I want to be in order to be that person. You can't the same thing. You can't accomplish something new by doing the same thing every day. You can't be a new person by doing the same thing you were doing to be the other person. And so like being able to have this trust in myself that I don't always have, like I say unquivering, but it's like, I force myself to make it unquivering because other way, like I won't survive. Like I have to have this trust in myself and I have to have this belief in myself every day to be able to put my best foot forward to be able to like achieve what I need to achieve and to have the belief that I can literally do anything, even when it seems like I can't, or even when I want to talk myself out of it because old Sue is coming back in my brain telling me I can't do it. Like I have to tell myself like you can achieve anything. You have the power to do that within your life. And so being able to take those blind steps forward even now, like still trying to make things happen when I don't necessarily have the energy to make them happen. Like it sucks, but it's like you do it and you do it because you have belief in yourself and you have belief in the dream and the dream is still alive. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like this circle of just belief, but not belief, but still making yourself. (laughs) No, I, I love your attitude about that because like you're only human. Like we get discouraged day to day. 
hour to hour sometimes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. Like, even though you have just like this passion for fitness and health and helping people, just like you said, like you get, you get discouraged sometimes, but you've told yourself like, I can do anything. You can do the hard things. It's like, it's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you stand up. If you asked me three years ago if I'd be where I am, like, no, I would 0% believe that. And if you asked me if all the suck of life was worth it to be where I am right now, 100%. Like, I would endure it again and again, even though some of it scarred me deeply. Like, I would endure it because where I am is a place I never thought I could get and I never thought I would be at this level of like joy for doing what I do and like changing lives and having women come to me. And it's just like, I never thought I could look the way I wanted to or feel the way I wanted to or do anything with my life. No, I absolutely love that. So it's everything you said, like I, you're awesome. Like your positivity that you exude, we need more of it in the world. That's for sure. So what does the future look like for Sue Bush in terms of your own personal health and fitness and your business? Um, within my business for coaching, so I work with all of my clients one-on-one, there's only so many clients I can work with. Like I'm one person, there's only like so many people that I can work with that I can give them the service that I want to. So it's not like I can scale my business to work with like thousands of people. So I'm kind of at the place right now where I'm trying to figure that out. And that's okay. That's also something that's okay. That if you're just figuring it out, you don't have to have all the answers. Um, I, you know, I'm 23. I don't have everything figured out and I don't think I ever will have everything figured out, but I am trying to figure out What's the max number of clients that I can work with that I'm giving them the service that they deserve and that they're paying for? And then how can I scale my business outside of that? So I'm working on different things that I can get a consistent monthly income. Also, so that one day if something falls out, I have other things to fall back on. Um, And Alex and I have looked into other ventures in general. There are a lot of things on the horizon. I don't, I I will mention them just so that it's not like, I'm just like, things are on the horizon. And like, we've talked about investing in real estate. Um, We've talked about maybe opening a gym in the future. We've talked about, um, Alex is very, very uh, passionate about supplements. So he's talked about doing his own supplements. There will come a time where I will have to cut back on coaching hours or where I will just want to put, invest my time elsewhere. Um, Especially if we are looking at having a family, we want to make sure that we're set up for that. So it's not just dependent on how many hours we work with clients that week. Um, So just really trying to plan for the future in that effect. I'm really trying to make my Instagram more of what I want it to be instead of what I feel the pressure of social media to be, which is a very big pressure if you make it your job. It is just very filled with pressure about what you should post, what's getting the most traction, all that crap. I want to be someone like touted in the Instagram slash fitness community as like, she is intelligent. Like we go to her for like questions, not just like, Oh, she's a pretty face or she posts her booty. It's like Sue Gaines, Sue Bush is intelligent. Like you should follow her if you want information. Like I want to be that person. And so to be that person, I have to show up as that person. 
And so like putting myself out there, talking about supplements, talking about exercises and stuff that scares me. Cause it's like, what if I misspeak or what if I say something wrong or what if like, this isn't portrayed correctly? What if I look dumb? And it's like, you have to quiet those voices and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. And it's better done than perfect. So I'm putting, putting standards for myself and setting goals for myself of what I want to learn and making sure that I'm not just talking out of my butt. I'm actually knowing what I'm talking about. So I'm really trying to just establish myself as who I want to be and showing up as that person instead of just hoping people look at me as that person. I'm so excited to see what you and Alex end up doing. I will obviously continue to follow your guys' path. I just, I'm so excited for you guys come so far and I can't wait to see where you go. Well, thank you. I'm very excited for this podcast as well. I think podcasts are so fun and I was just such an honor to be invited to be a part of it. And then also for it to be with you was also special, um, just especially because you have known me such a long time and it's cool that you see the trans as well. And it's not me just being like, I've transformed. It's actually being like, okay, she's like the person that she should have, not that she should have, but the person that she was in high school, but like much better version of herself. It's cool to like see that. It's cool to see it in you to just see that you have like this, this joy and this excitement towards this thing and you wanting to do it and wanting to do everything to make it better. Um, and like the best it can be. Thank you so much for listening to my episode with Sue. Go follow her on Instagram at Sue Gaines. Go follow this podcast on Instagram at your BFF podcast. Comment, DM me, let me know you're listening. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much, guys. See you next time.